Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to another episode of MK Alpha Mavens. We'll begin in about a couple of minutes for a very special topic and a special guest today, uh, one of the most experienced bankers. So uh, wait for, with us for a couple of minutes uh, for people to log in and then we'll begin with today's episode. tell you Sampath, uh, I think once this whole event started flashing around, I think a lot of people who you and I know, you know, who probably we've not been in touch with for years, they reached out to me saying that how can we register for the same session. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> Just brought back a lot of memories here. Same here. Right, so it's about 5.32 and we begin. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I'm Sankal. I represent PMS EIF World. And uh, you know, in today's episode of MK Alpha Mavens, we have Mr. Sampath Kumar of HDFC Bank with us. Uh, before we introduce the guests today, as we usually do at this point in time, let's introduce the topic because uh, the topic is very special and very important uh, to understand from the point of view of where India as a country and India as a investor uh, is or uh, Indian demographic as an investor is we're calling it wealth manager for Bharat applying technology and knowledge to cater to different needs of different investors uh, so you know before the call we were discussing amongst ourselves while 65 percent of you know Indian India's uh, people reside in Bharat I mean what is more colloquially known as Bharat that is beyond the metros uh, you know they constitute very little of what uh, mutual fund AUMs uh, are, I mean, we take mutual funds as a proxy for investments in general. So today we will learn from Sampath how LDFC has effectively built a franchise and how knowledge, uh, what the knowledge, what kind of knowledge they've built uh, through their diverse operations across uh, the geography of India and how technology has helped them in the last 20 years, 20, 25 years that LDFC has, LDFC has existed as a bank. So let me do the quick set of introductions that I usually do at this point in time. We'll start with Mr. Sampath Kumar. Mr. Sampath Kumar is a is an HDFC veteran, if I can use that word. Uh, he started his HDFC journey in the August of 2000. Uh, he's got about 25 years of experience. Right now, he heads NRI domestic and overseas business, and uh, a lot of other uh, verticals are appointed to him as well. He led the bank towards the pole position in FCNR uh, bond collections in 14, and he that charted a new trajectory for the bank in India. Mr. Kumar has led a lot of other such initiatives internally, uh, you know, that we might come to know, might not come to know, that has given HDFC Bank the shape it, uh, you know, it is today. Uh, joining him are Vikas and Sachin from MK. 
Vikas is of course the CEO of MK Investment Advisors. Vikas is a veteran of is a is an asset management professional and is a veteran at that. So about 25 years of experience, he has uh, you know headed AMCs like JP Morgan, uh, uh, Inam, and he uh, sorry he was was during the transition of JP Morgan to Edelweiss AMC. He was at the helm of affairs of Edelweiss. He, he also was a member of a lot of SEBI and AMFI committees on uh, mutual funds. Sachin is the fund manager at MK Investment Advisors and is and is the author of an investment framework called Equal. He has about 20 years of experience in capital markets and has worked with top investment professionals. Uh, he manages the uh, PMS and AIF uh, funds at MK Investment Advisors. The last introduction set of introduction that I want uh, you know that I want to put across is Finland, who will be sponsoring our uh, best question award today. So keep uh, putting your questions out there to us. Finlearn is an online academy to learn about investment trading and uh, everything related to the markets. So you can visit, and uh, if you want to, you know, learn about the investment, learn about investments and trading. It's a great opportunity to ask some good questions and you know take a free course from them. So over to you, Vikas. If I have missed any introductions, please, uh, you know, uh, uh, please fill in for me. But I think I have done them from my side. I have introduced the topic as well. Over to you, Vikas. Uh, thank you, Sankalpo. Just one small correction. Uh, you know, it's more of a compliance correction. I represent MK Investment Ad uh, Management Limited, not advisors. I think it will just completely change the texture of yeah. my organization. So I thought I, for the record, otherwise my compliance guys will just haul me up. Uh, but you know, as is customary, uh, you know, it is my privilege to introduce the guest, uh, the the person behind the professional, and it's always good fun. Uh, you know, when I talk to people around the guest, and this has been particularly interesting. I know Sampat uh, ever since his days as you know a relationship a relationship manager in Chennai, and at a personal level, it gives me great pride to see how he has grown uh, within the system. Uh, today he heads teams, so when I was talking to his teams, his colleagues, I also talked to a few people in the competitive space. A uh, few adjectives which are used to describe Sampat, you know, superb individual. Uh, I wish you know someday my team also says this as many times as uh, I heard it about you. Sharp in all respects. Uh, Apparently, you have the ability to cut through data overload and take quick decisions, even if they're strategic. This is very impressive. Uh, your team vouches for the fact that you're a complete team player and uh, you're very particular about the teams working for the greater good. And everybody should know about everything. In fact, uh, your team mentions to me that you have the teams back at all times, which makes them focus more on important things which they need to do rather than worry about any political thing happening back in the office. It's extremely protective about your team. You will take up cudgels with anybody who dares pick on your team unnecessarily. Uh, but what gets you irked is when you find people working in silos and not keeping each other informed. Because like I said, uh, you believe in teams working for the greater good. Uh, one thing I loved about people talking about you is you're a chilled out boss. Uh, you're respectful of people's time. Uh, you expect people to spend time with families. You expect work-life balance. 7 p.m. pens down is what somebody said, which I loved. You're a typical Leo in a lot of ways. You're the live wire of any party. In fact, the word magnet has been used for you. You have an amazing voice. I didn't know this, but I believe you do brilliant rendition, renditions of S.P. Balasubramaniam songs. That's quite amazing. You're outgoing. You're an extrovert. Uh, one thing I know for sure that you have an absolutely devilish sense of humor once people get to you a little better. Uh, you respect humility. But, you know, if somebody tries to act like a smart aleck in front of you, 
you can turn the same devilish sense of humor into dripping sarcasm and cut people down to size. Uh, people love the fact that you're a fitness freak, have very high energy, you run, you play basketball. And I didn't know this. You were a Ranji player representing Karnataka, right arm fast bowler. Amazing. Uh, you're also a great golf lover. Uh, you're a complete family man. You're a loving husband to wife Priya, who's a working professional, and a doting father to son Ritesh, who's 23 years old. And from what I hear, he seems to be a chip of the old block. Uh, you're an extremely devoted son yourself. You love to travel. In fact, you will be described as a travel freak. And the last one which I really loved is that your unconditional second love is beer. You're always ready to be with women. So thank you so much, Sampath, for gracing the show. It's a privilege having you here. Uh, so let me just start, start the ball rolling, Sampath. You know, uh, I think Sankalpur touched upon it uh, in a way, but considering the topic, I just want you to help me set the perspective for today's topic. Let's just take a few minutes to give us an insight how Bharat is viewed differently from India from your bank's perspective. <laughs> Okay, firstly, because uh, thanks for the opportunity given to me and that wonderful introduction. So, myself, am I able to? Yeah, voice is cracking a bit. Is my voice coming? Is my voice still cracking or? Now it's better. So you can compliment okay. me again. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll I'll re-compliment you <laughs> for those research that you have done. <laughs> uh, again, uh, thank you for this platform, and I think it's an apt uh, uh, topic that would entice me to talk about uh, when we are talking about Bharat versus India. Uh, so let me cut it across into the banking parallels, uh, like the way our industry talks about B30 and T30. Uh, the segregation which the Reserve Bank of India does is between metro, semi-urban, rural uh, classifications of the bank. Uh, the geographies are classified that way. Just to give you how it pans out, I have some numbers that can uh, actually be useful for understanding. The total deposit ratio uh, for the uh, SCBs, which are the, which are the banking segment uh, across the T30, top 30 cities is closed about 70 lakh crores. And the mutual fund penetration, uh, uh, if I have to take a standalone asset class, which is mutual fund, which is a widely distributed passive uh, uh, you know, investment style, is close to about 23 lakh 75,000 crores. Uh, so if you see it as a 35% penetration. But if you shift a little bit towards the uh, uh, D30, which is beyond these 30 cities, the total balance sheet size is about 70, 72 lakh crores. 72 lakh crores is the uh, you know deposit size across all the banks, uh, and mutual fund penetration is hardly four and a half lakhs. So we are talking about seven percent to six percent penetration. Even if I cut the population by institution to individual investors, if you see the deposit percentage in uh, you know top 30. It is 50-50. Institutions and the individuals have uh, equal share in the uh, deposit uh, space. Uh, similarly, in the mutual fund space. So if the uh, individual penetration is about 30%, the institutional penetration is about 37%. Here and there, tag because skewness in the uh, volumes. But if you see the same thing on the uh, beyond uh, these 30 cities, the 
totally changes. Uh, the institution uh, who participate in deposits are uh, less than about 3%. But individuals have 7%. But if we go further uh, in the last couple of years, uh, thanks to the regulator and the SROs and a lot of people like you, manufacturers, who are increasing the uh, financial literacy in across places, a, a nice data point that will actually shock all of us. If you see the total T30 uh, equity AVM and how much is the individuals contributing to it, it is close to about 74%. But if you go to it is not less, it is 50%. Interesting. Very interesting. And the current scenario, the way the uh, uh, digital transformation is happening across the length and breadth of the country, we have seen a lot of participation happening from the semi-urban and the rural areas of the country. So if I have to give you the uh, statistics about my uh, branch uh, footprints, I have closed about 5,900 branches across the country, out of which 3,900 branches are in the semi-urban. Amazing. So uh, I used to make this statement uh, uh, to most of the other discussions. My uh, ex-CEO uh, always used to say, if 60% of the population is residing in this particular area, do you think you're going to get 30% year-on-year growth only from the metros? So, chalo, Bharat mein chalte hai, kaam karte. so that's how we started our journey entering into the rural way back 15 years. Uh, we reached out uh, not only into individual space, but we have gone through panchayats, we have gone through municipal corporations, engaged them to ensure that the customer gets banking facilities. Though now with the uh, Reserve Bank of India giving a lot of, uh, you know, uh, clarity on banking correspondence and banking facilitators, this space is more expanded. And along with the uh, government initiative of CSC, the village level entrepreneur uh, has expanded and exploded big time. So whoever thinks that uh, we have to be present only in Metro uh, and uh, eat the 85% share where we are not trying to expand the pie and just eat the share within the pie, I think we are missing the big, big, big uh, uh, buck. They have to move. They have to move towards the other segments. It is not the tier two, tier three cities. You'll be shocked the way we have done analysis that the kind of, uh, uh, you know, we get participation into asset classes, not only mutual funds. The participation in asset classes, like places in Tirunal Valley in Tamil Nadu, is humongous. So my only thing is look at India completely like a Hindustan, which is divided into India Beautiful. and Bharat. Beautiful. Reach out there. You have a huge potential over there. Beautiful. In fact, I remember uh, quite early uh, when I was talking to somebody very senior in your bank, they said that, uh, you know, this footprint which you're talking about, he described the mindset as being the best private public sector bank. That is where you were going. So I think you're just, you're just echoing that. Beautiful. Uh, my next question. So the only difference which we yeah. created. Uh, sorry to interject. No, the, no, no. the only difference we made in, in in being a private sector bank entering the public sector space is we defined the best tax, the seamless products, and the transparency and the trust, and that's what we need. So I was there. So just to give an example, last quarter results also you would have seen of the bank. Uh, HDFC Bank contributes to about thirty percent of the credit participation in India. 
Yes. And yes. of that, of that, the rural credit offtake is close to forty-six percent. Wow. Amazing, amazing. You talked about your penetration levels as a, at a banking industry. You talked about the overall. Uh, 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 demarcation of Bharat versus India. I love the term you use, Hindustan. You know, Hindustan includes India and Bharat. That's very nice way to put it across. At the bank, what is your primary driver to set up a digital initiative? You know, how do you think? Is it is it something which is a very obvious or latent customer requirement? Uh, is it something which is getting disrupted in the environment, or is it something that the competition has done and you have to keep up with it? So, what is your what is the trigger, primary driver to set up a digital initiative at the bank? okay so our digital initiative is not a not a uh, you know the recent innovations that we have been doing mm-hmm. uh, we started providing uh, seamless facilities to the customers through our net banking and mobile banking radio if you look at some data every third check that hits the registrar that used to hit the registrar used to be hdfc bank check so that means my banking facilitation has been extensively used by the customers i am one of the largest customer base of banks in the private sector i have close to about 70 million customer base and if i still believe that paper is the solution then i am going to miss out yeah 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 it is nothing to do with uh, post covid even pre covid if you see we had launched our online investment services through anit banking in 2007 and that time i think we should be approximately 60 to 65% uh, digital uh, execution and 30 35% used to be physical but today i'm very proud to say that, uh, i'm 96 to 97% digital uh, all transactions are uh, digital barring some institutions who would still want to participate still, yeah. they do a little bit of a uh, the uh, historical way of uh, execution but 95 to 96% is entirely digital what makes this a offering at hdfc bank we have one clear motive which is customer first what does the customer need and how does he need that so the customer needs ease of execution mm-hmm. and today if, if the uh, industry is now getting into demographics which is uh, you know actually dominated by the new millennials they need everything in one click of button so if i am able to provide a doorstep seamless execution platform with a complete research based solution to a customer the customer will be a ring fence customer across all deliverables of the bank it just stays within your the challenge which we have yeah the biggest challenge today we have we have more than 70 banks and each and every bank has strength of their own Yeah. the customer today if he has to be uh, with me i should ensure that i have a largest share of wallet office how do i do that like i was explaining to you some days back that uh, in the banking parlance i'll not be able to talk more than 2 minutes about a, a casa product or a credit card or not a loan or anything so yeah. my engagement tools which are there are more from the investment style so there if i give him uh, the exact ease of execution sitting at home executing it post execution give him the analysis part give him the reports part give him even unfettered access of withdrawal 
all that put together was the motive we started our isa which is the investment services account and i think we are very happy that our digital platforms are still uh, so so even now we are in the exploratory manner it's not that we started 2007 and we are stick with that we are stuck with that the problem with digital transformation is every new invention becomes rudimentary in the next 15 to 20 days because a new guy comes and replicates at a cheaper cost so it's it's that's that's the mantra of digital disruption absolutely so we are also on the toes so we are doing a lot of uh, ongoing development enhancement and for and so on so you'll listen more about us in the uh, coming future also. very interesting sachin yeah we'll ask sure. a few so, questions yeah yeah thank you yeah, thank you vidat and thank you sampath for uh, being on the show so just taking the the, the same uh, uh, trail from there so you know when when you look at your business uh, is your perspective of going digital is to enable the business and create convenience or is it to write disruption and uh, create stickiness so uh it is not to enhance business so when we uh, entered the business uh, way back that is the time we started running market share so market was always there i had the customer base i had the market share i had the products but if i was not getting into the uh, uh, arena of digital offering uh, i would have lost the customer and if i lose a customer in being a bank i'm not talking like a, a independent financial advisor or or a hardcore distributor i'm talking as an institution which does end to end one stop financial shop if i lose a customer of any one aspect uh, i would lose the entire relationship so to ring i have to provide a value add a value add which is for the customer in the current parlance equivalent to what he is going to get in any other window shop so for me i had to move much much faster than the fintech so if paytm can do it why can't a bank do it and we use this uh, in all our digital platforms we announced our uh, uh, net banking facilities if you open my net banking it's seamless uh, if you open my uh, mobile banking you can execute transactions and so on and so forth so we are using this tool to add value to the customer rather than garnering business business to aata hi rahega you know i have given the uh, mercedes benz chabi bhi de diya lekin mujhe diesel nahi dala to gaadi aage nahi chalega so the diesel is basically my digital platform wow perfect perfect uh just one more thing that i was thinking you know uh, we we were talking about uh, bharat and india right so and you also mentioned about how underpenetrated bharat is when it comes to investments uh so the you know but obviously uh, every investor whether it is bharat or india or i would even think globally uh, needs an advisor right uh, to channelize their investments so in your experience the 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 relationship manager or the advisor how different he is for india versus for the bharat considering the 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 different profile of people that's one part and second part is how has the overall uh, you know technology empowered the the advisors or the relationship managers for both bharat and india i would say a good question uh, so i will split it two parts uh what are the people of the uh i up with sorry sampath whether it is a person who is 
voice just cracked up if you can am i audible now yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i don't know there's some fluctuation my apologies no. uh so i was saying that we do not differentiate the quality of relationship managers across the length and breadth the reason being i approach whether the customer is from kanyakumari or from kashmir or from west bengal or from goa an investor is investor he is dealing with something called the vitamin pa paisa vitamin pa he deals with it is hard earned money my advice or my relationship uh, uh, engagement architecture cannot be diluted between these guys it is not that i am going to give yeah might be the degree of advice on a particular asset class might differ from individual to individual based on the risk appetite so that is where we strongly believe that running a investment uh, uh, quotient need to have strong process orientation in the front in the mid and in the back for an example in hdfc bank a customer onboarding that we do whether he is from anywhere is only done based on his risk profile the customer is segregated as conservative moderate or aggressive it is recorded in the back end and the way we are mandated by the reserve bank of india to do the vkyc for high medium and low we do revisit in the same frequency and interval on doing the v reprofiling that's point number 1 point number 2 the entire stream of our relationship management talks one language they are not yeah. allowed to talk something which they think they suddenly become uh, you know mark mobius so i have a unified central research desk that cut across all recommendations across all asset classes and that is what is put out for the delivery mechanism or the execution for the customer which is again audited based on the post facto whether the right product and the suitability of the customer matches hmm. and wow. believe me though though people might think that we are a softer uh, bank we come very heavily on any errands which happen in that space uh that is uh, technically proven by the data with the reserve bank of india reserve bank of india takes a lot of data on miss selling so if you go to amfi or sebi or uh, uh, even the rbi data you would not see not even 0.01% complaints on mutual funds the second is on if participate something which the rm has said which is not in my ecosystem when the execution platform happens there is a prompt that comes to him saying that this is not recommended by the bank do you want to execute on your own so i'm ring fencing because tomorrow if the relationship manager or the person who's touch point of the customer starts talking something it is not that sampat kumar as a rm is reaching out to vikas or you it is hdfc bank that right. is reaching out to okay. vikas or you okay the credibility of the bank is at stake so process needs to be very robust process needs to be reengineered on a regular basis and it is to be monitored and that is one thing which is the core dna of our bank the third part we as an institution even in the research gamut we do not indulge in situations or in or we don't understand 
Can you repeat that reflection? Can you repeat that statement, sir? So, as an institution, we hmm. do not indulge ourselves hmm. in market, in businesses, or any practices which we don't understand. Hmm. Okay. So that is a reflection in my balance sheet on my NPS. If I don't understand infra, yes, I don't understand. So when I don't understand, I don't lend. Similarly, my credit appetite, which is there, the risk parameters that we have benchmarked for our core organizational values are replicated on my uh, research desk also. So that is why, fortunately, I'm not trying to take this platform to boast or, or promote HDFC Bank, but I have not taken a single exposure in any of the credit risk papers. Wow. So my investors didn't have to see the uh, Economic Times or the uh, other papers to see what was going wrong with one of the fund houses, which had a huge problem with uh, uh, higher credit exposures. It is purely because of process and process and process. Just I hope that answers you, Vikas. Actually, I think uh, you, uh, while answering Sachin's question, you actually preempted my next question, but I'll still ask you nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I think uh, this is what I have seen, and I don't know whether you'll agree with me on this, but nonetheless, post-COVID investor risk appetites have gone up dramatically. Okay. Uh, I think uh, we've seen pre-COVID, we've seen COVID, and we've seen post-COVID. Uh, and I'm not benchmarking during COVID, but I'm saying even pre-COVID, there was a certain X amount of risk level, risk appetite. It has now dramatically gone up. Uh, you did mention in terms of your processes, you know, uh, how you deal with investors. But how is the investor-RM relationship evolved? I'm sure your RMs are going to be under a lot of pressure by the client saying, Ki, itna conservative kyu ho? you know, why don't you do that? How, how do you deal with that? And how do you mitigate any issue which might arise? So uh, it's a simple mantra, whether it is uh, current situation or pre-COVID, whenever we own the body or break out. I'll ask you to repeat, you know, in case uh, you crack up, I'll just ask you to repeat, don't worry. Yeah, so the basic mantra which we followed since the day we had uh, created this part of the institution called the wealth space, we said that we are not going to chase returns. We are only going to follow a simple mantra, which is called asset allocation. I might talk to my competition because of the uh, uh, 200, 300 basis points of uh, additional return that the customer might get. But I would strongly believe in asset allocation, rebalancing and consistency. That is why on the back end, as I explained to you earlier, we do suitability checks. <clears throat> In the pre-COVID scenario, things have changed a little bit, but not from an asset allocation, but a lot of new asset classes have come into the customer's portfolios. Like the biggest flavor that started after the month of March 2020 is the health insurance. Hmm. So uh, as I was uh, uh, having a discussion with you, HDFC Bank is the only bank which is a true, true open architecture uh, distributor in terms of not only mutual funds, but also insurance, general and health, and also the alternate assets. Uh, 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 alternate assets in the current parlance cannot be done by the bank. So it is uh, uh, done as an advisory from my HDFC security, which is a subsidiary of the bank. Uh, so the customer requirements have changed. Though they are looking at uh, making returns, 
because of benign uh, interest rate scenarios but today a good quotient of their portion of money is going into coverages pre covid there used to be annuity contributions but now it has gone into health it has gone into guaranteed long term uh, uh, returns from insurance companies uh okay. it has gone into non fmp rates yes there is a shift between the the there is a lot of monetization happening on the uh, fixed deposits and the uh, 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 savings portfolios into financial assets but it is not chasing returns it is chasing the requirement or the necessity in the current scenario the customer needs uh to give you an example uh, across the five uh, sahi companies we call stand alone health insurance companies that we deal with uh, pre covid it was not an active it was a need to offering kind of a uh, i also provide but today we are the market leaders in uh, distribution of the health insurance products uh, apart from that on a on a on a organic basis even as an institution we also offer value added services like wellness programs and uh, Uh, you know healthify solutions to the customers so today it is not a discussion only about my mutual fund mein kitna paisa dalu pms mein kitna paisa dalu it's about yaar mai kya kya cover karna chahiye interesting so pre covid that has become one of the uh, most important stuff along with the distribution quotient and our rms so i have close to about 26000 uh, touch points in the bank who go and meet the customer who are certified both as nism and irda so these people go with the agenda which is again led by the artificial intelligence which we use very actively in our digital space every customer when he is touched upon at least post covid because there is a tool called crm so uh, it's actually we call the kundali of the customer so in that based on his transactional behavior patterns based on his risk appetite based on his uh, requirements the ai and a, uh, the ml technically gives me next best platform the propensity of the customer picking up which kind of product and we give a standard narrative in that and that is what is being given to the customer as a gospel very interesting in fact i think uh, you're setting the precedent of preempting all my questions so you know i was going to ask you about ai and ml but i think i'm going to come back to that again uh, this is very very interesting uh you know what i'm i'm gleaning from this uh, the last 5 minutes that you mentioned is that a lot of people don't look at a digital backbone in terms of a risk management tool the last 5 minutes i've heard you use digital you don't mention risk but you know in terms of uh, customer experience you've used all the other terms but at the back end i can sense that what you're talking about is risk management otherwise you will not be able to run 5900 branches seamlessly in a process oriented manner if you if you don't do this manner uh you know one of the questions one of the things one sees globally is that uh ultra hnis have different set of expectations different requirements uh, a different sort of uh, analytics if you will uh, in terms of managing their money uh, which is not really visible when uh, an hni or an mni transacts or interacts with the rm so the global practices are that you take this entire uh, you know data pool or understanding pool from the ultra hnis and try to democratize it across the uh, across the spectrum so you give a much more uh, sort of intuitive experience uh, to the hni and mni segment uh, 
Is HDFC Bank also doing something like that? A very good question, Vikas. So, as I told you, and I was screaming, passed out. Uh, you have to repeat that again, Sadhguru, please. Yeah. So, as I was asking uh, sometime back, uh, saying that, do you differentiate the customers? Uh, I don't differentiate the customers. It is the wealth with which I approach them. <laughs> the, the, the expertise which I bring to the table is a, a standard approach. But do I segment the customer? The answer is a big yes. The segmentation is very clear. So if there is a, a non-managed customer in a bank, there are two kinds of customer. One is a customer who has a dedicated relationship manager, either face-to-face -face or virtual. Uh, in our bank, it is uh, called Imperia Preferred and Classic. Uh, where there is a dedicated relationship manager to cater to the family, uh, the entire family of the uh, customer. And there is a non-managed, where the brick and mortar or the uh, virtual uh, part takes care. If I do the segregation, my classic customers, we have positioned the program in such a way that I will not be in a position to go and offer him a PMS product. So I do not decimate that particular expertise to that touch point. But when it comes to higher, whether it is Imperia and above Imperia, there's a private banking. There, across all asset classes, there is a full-fledged training that is being done. There is a huge product team that supports it. There is a, a, a front-end and the back-end from distribution perspective, as well as the manufacturer perspective, which we have put in place to mitigate risks. And we go by the learnings. I will not pick up a product which the market is consuming. If the market says I'm going to go only for uh, uh, X particular product, I might not be in that space. But I will do a complete due diligence to pick up product. Understand myself whether it is a, it's a product that can uh, bring in a pinch of salt to the customer's portfolio. Then take a buy-in from the system. We do a VOC and then only we will onboard the products. So in that perspective, when I reach an ultra-HNI, ultra-HNI segment, technically we talk about 50 crores plus and so on and so forth. In that segment, I offer a plethora of services, starting from succession planning to trust creation to alternate assets to mutual funds to and even international products in their LRS. Currently, in the last two years, because of surplus saving and uh, lesser spendings, uh, LRS money has become a big, uh, big piece. If it was close to about 30, 35 billion dollars, now it's about 50 billion dollars. So that's kind of money it's seen. So we are available in those spaces. But will I replicate it down the line as an offering? No. I will not go, even if it is 25 lakhs as PMS and the customer has 25 lakhs, we strongly believe that if there is a 8 to 10 percent requirement of gold in the customer's portfolio, if it is 12 to 15 percent, I will ensure there's a rebalancing trigger that goes in. I will not put all money in one basket and that is done on the back end. Yes, the expertise I, are different. I see your point. I think because you also have a holistic view of the customer. Maybe an ultra HNI customer would not have a loan, but an HNI customer might have a loan. You know, So you need to be a little bit mindful that you cannot uh, have one size fits all. I think that's a very interesting point that you mentioned. Very, very good. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. So, you know, uh, one of the things that we have actually seen is that, you know, the private banks, uh, 
were very very service oriented or i would say very customer centric right and obviously they have uh, you know gained market share over the last few years over the psu banks right uh, but obviously to do this uh, see a bank like hdfc bank had to have to really maintain very high service standards and also if there are any you know customer grievances you need to really uh, address them very very beautifully so that the customer remains happy how, how do you manage this at such a large system level like you said 26000 and how do you how do you ensure that discipline no sachin you are technically talking like the deputy governor of rbi that's a question which comes up every time when we go eat complaints kaise aate hai रिक्वायरमेंट इन टू सी क्यू आर complaints queries and resolutions what we used to do we used to be verticalized in the complaint management system for the last 4 years we have now become one roof so you become what all complaints one roof one roof one point of touch for all complaints so any person walking into the branch or into the phone banking or to any virtual uh, uh, system gets a docket number okay and there is a department called the quality initiative group within my bank which tracks each and every docket number with the tat there would be certain uh, 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 complaints that go into disputes and then go into a banking ombudsman that is bound to happen we are not sulking there is negativity we should we should have customer needs but as much as possible if i give the customer the first resolution on the first call i am making him happy and that is our endeavor we are we there 100% let me admit wholeheartedly i am not there but how do i do complaint management in mutual in investments like for an example i'll give you the uh, uh, example of the process that i hold in insurance business i am one of the largest banka in the country we do excesses of close to about 1 billion dollar uh, rupees uh, kind of a premium uh, the process is when the customer is being met and there is a solicitation that happens he has to log in an application form with the respective manufacturer which is my insurance partner the form doesn't get uh, converted into a policy before a phone call that goes in on a recorded line by an independent agency explaining to the customer that this is not a fixed deposit this is not we are buying for a locker this is a 5 year 10 year pay this is the expenses and so on and so forth even if there is a error in the call by the customer the policy is sent back to the sourcing channel to get the appropriate so again and again i mm-hmm. might sound a little bit uh, you know uh, uh, opaque in this i strongly believe all these can only be possible if there is a very well oiled process orientation 
the middleware and bottomware should be process oriented. Got it. Got it. Uh, just a moving to a different gear, you know, uh, you know, one of the trends that we are seeing now is that, uh, you know, the customer has become more like an instant gratification, right? So, for example, when we see things like, say, online platforms or fintechs, uh, they have been doing this mass customizing for the for, for, for the audience as a large, right? Uh, and obviously, the customer is loving that instant gratification, right? Uh, so, how do you manage, you know, as a bank to stay ahead? Uh, and you know, are relevant for today's new age customer, the millennials as they call it. Exactly. Uh, so we also, am I audible? Uh, no, you cracked up. I should be back now. I think. Yeah, now you Yeah. Yeah. So we are also in the learning process, uh, and uh, we are a quick learner. I am. I am a banker, right? But what I call myself is, I'm a technology company also offering you financial solutions. So I have redefined ourselves. Just to give an example, the way Zeroda uh, uh, went in, uh, though it's a discounted brokerage house, but they showed a fantastic tact in opening a broking account and a DMAT account. Yes. So we were caught unaware because we we are not a single regulated entity. We are multi-regulated entity. So I'm regulated by all the three regulators and there's a MyBAP also on that. So to cut across with all that, we also follow the process. Now with me, in three minutes time straight, you can open a demand account and a security account. So we are learning that. I am the pioneer in the industry even the fintechs are struggling to do that in, including the uh, giant like bajaj finserve i have a 10 seconds pl and believe me uh, sachin and vikas uh, you'll be uh, surprised it is not 10 seconds we mm -hmm. are lying it is seven seconds brilliant wow. customer in two clicks gets it and especially when you're talking about new miller i'll give you my own example my son has opened an account with zero the i asked him why he said dad Two click button, he calls me, buy this, buy that, over, done. I said, Pagal ho gaya ke, kon advice kar raha ko? He said, I'm also doing my research on one. So the current generation is totally different. So for me, I am putting a lot of info on my website. We have created a lot of micro sites where we have put information that is across all relevant data that is required by the customer to read. Take the call. Or he's not able to do that. I so in the current uh, environment, I have closed about 75 to 80 journeys that are waiting to go live, which will create the wow factor for the customer in the digital space. I have no other option. I am competing with the fintechs, but uh, yes, that's the way the uh, world is. So we are also gearing it up. It's it's very interesting, uh, you know. Uh, I, I must compliment you uh, on the uh, the redefined net banking page, which I'm seeing right now. It's much more intuitive, much more uh, user friendly. Uh, I think uh, you probably have inspired inspired your mutual fund also. They are also going for a complete revamp in terms of the website. So I think it's it's very nice. Uh, one interesting thing which you mentioned, I the last I heard this was uh, probably at a fintech platform. That the difference between organizations is. Uh, so for, it, it's either a, a financial services company using technology as an enabler 
or a technology company using financial services as a product i think that mindset change is extremely difficult which i think uh, when i hear you the bankers probably managed to do it's a it's a tremendously difficult mindset change to do so my congratulations on that no that's why that's why vikas i said that i am a technology company offering all the financial i have to read it myself absolutely absolutely i agree with you in fact uh, one of the guests i spoke to in recent uh, uh, couple of episodes earlier said that nowadays i spend a lot of time uh, monitoring data analytics rather than you know just the pnl numbers so yeah, it's a different world but amazing uh, i think last couple of questions uh, uh, at least from my side maybe just one question what is the exact engagement architecture we need to have with investors today uh you know uh, and probably a, a sub part of that you already answered that is a uh, lot of consumer companies are using ai and ml to understand more of customers and their spending what are you doing towards that so two questions what is the exact engagement architecture we need to have with investors today i know there is no right answer or wrong answer or definitive answer but i just like to uh, hear your thoughts and how are you using ai and ml this is the data you are collecting from investors so the very Come back. I'm sorry, guys. My internet is fluctuating big time. No, we can hear you. We can hear. You. No, Now it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, it's a very interesting question, and 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 as you rightly pointed out, that there is no uh, uh, thumb rule uh, or no right way to uh, attain this, and, and nobody in the earth can say that I will attain nirvana in this particular field. True. True. Uh, but what we tend to do. Uh, in our bank, firstly, is try to. Uh, when I told you that when I onboard the customer, I try to understand his requirements, and always position customer centricity and need based selling. When we miss these two and step a little more on that, then only you start losing the engagement architecture process. Have a defined uh, uh, agreement with the customer. i keep telling my relationship managers also the success that you'll get into uh, uh, the share of wallet of any customer is try to listen to him more than you telling him because today because whether you like it or not it is not that my age or your age but the relationship managers are hardly between 26 to 30 but they are interacting with a customer of 55 to uh, 60 the relationship manager must be earning 25 30 lakhs but the customer sitting with 25 30 crores so a he successful in his earnings he's got much more experience than uh, the person going to talk to uh, so there what are we trying to come in position we are only trying to position saying that sir we need to know what is your requirement what can i cater for and open out everything that is possibly there under this roof under my banking umbrella i have everything today if you see i have opened up a new theory which is called the festive treats yeah i'm offering one of the largest discounts to customers in the shopping experience through my plastics that is also a part of wealth management in a way yes you're right money saved is money earned correct and that is a narrative that we take to the customer If you want to buy an iPhone, I'm 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 trying to sell to you and the audience. If you want to buy an iPhone 13 with my plastics, you are getting anywhere between 20% to 35% discount. So, proposal proposition that you are going to come and put to the customer, 
is very very critical and the process of pre calling during call post call mm. is the most critical part of any customer engagement architecture when you go and meet a customer do the entire analysis about the customer what have you spoken to him last time what did he ask you that you are still yet to deliver or even if you have delivered what have you delivered what are you planning to talk to him in the call and after the talking have you helped him in execution after doing the execution are you doing a complete detailed analysis to the customer and every time when you are meeting the customer are you only wearing a tie and selling that i am going to come and sell to you if you move yes today cost to income ratios are very very uh, critical and thanks to regulator that uh, the whole earning potentials to this business has taken a different uh, avatar but to sustain on a long term basis like i keep saying when will a customer expose to you completely it is not going to happen the first year of engagement it is not going to happen to you on the second year of engagement it is only going to happen over the 3 year 4 year 5 year period it is a long term relationship architecture he needs to have trust in you though he might trust hcfc bank or any other bank but unfortunately you are the face he needs to build trust he has to break this wall to go to the next in that perspective we need to follow process again and that is where i have to enable my relationship managers or the personal bankers to reach out give them the same narratives keep a watch i need to do policing job on the back end customer uh, uh, voice of customers are very critical like for an example we do a very critical uh, activity once a engagement is done with a customer and the input is done on the crm every interaction is logged into the crm once it is put into the crm which that is also been tracked that he puts it daily basis Uh, it's not bunched together and so on and so forth if it is done on a daily basis sms and a email gets triggered to the customer asking him to rate the uh, engagement the one being the worst and five being the best so nps is a derivative of that so i'll 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 take 2 minutes to cover this and then tell you what we do on nps so if anything below 3 star rating the supervisor gets the trigger and the supervisor has to call the customer and understand where he can make the customer more satisfied and this is a monitored process and by doing all this i am getting into the nps where i am not only going to look at the uh, uh, you know my main agenda is to look at the detractors there mm. correct whenever there is a detractor so we keep saying that if there is a detractor call to be done it is to be done with a feeling that you have a time bomb be- below your chair Very nice. Very nice. Very interesting. So that's how we are trying to process. Don't know. We are uh, uh, not so hundred uh, percent there, but I'm sure we'll reach there. Interesting. Uh, you know, in fact, you talked about NPS, and there was already a question on NPS. So I guess you've already answered that. Uh, one of the audience uh, questions was there. Sachin, you want to uh, wrap up before I take up uh, some audience questions? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's almost an hour now. Uh, we've just time kaise gaya? Pata hi nahi chala. It's almost an hour now. So I'm just mindful of the time here. Sachin, why don't you just go ahead? Yeah. So because 
irrespective of the time i am going to not leave <laughs> some person yeah, yeah. So please go, please go. he he is the man and i i am a great admirer of hdfc bank and even mr sampat so i i want to really know a few things so you know one of the uh, talking about the recent trends right uh what we are seeing is that obviously equity markets are on fire for the last 18 months they're absolutely on a roll i mean not only india but the global equity markets right uh but the important thing is that what we have seen is that there is a very very good participation in the equity markets from the domestic retail investors like if you see the the new dmat accounts that have opened so almost 3 crores in the last 18 months or even if i take the last 6 months right uh the dii is a domestic institutional investors have invested almost 7 billion dollars where the underlying investor is again the the domestic retail investor right uh, in fact if you see the last 6 months fis are actually absolutely virtually neutral whereas uh, the dii have invested 7 billion dollars uh, and at the same time parallel you know that the the bank uh, the, the the deposit rates are actually probably at the bottom i mean i, I don't remember seeing sub 5% fixed deposit rates right uh are you so first is that are you seeing a shift of money moving from the fixed deposits uh to the equities i mean wherever the fixed deposits are getting matured i have a lot of people coming and asking me boss abhi matured ho gaya hai wapas nahi karna hai do we do we put in equities so are you seeing that as a trend and if yes then how how big this trend is compared to say the previous uh, when the equity markets were doing well and how how do you think is how much sustainable is this trend because if you just keep a perspective i mean the bank deposits are about 140 lakh crore right as, as you were just saying earlier 70 plus 70 urban plus rural semi urban and uh, a small fraction of that even a 2% 3 lakh crore for indian equity markets is a very large number on an annual basis so where do you see this trend is actually you know going towards very very interesting uh, uh, think am i audible now yes yeah a uh, uh, very pertinent question in the current situation so let me take you pre uh, i'll divide into uh, pre covid and post covid this phenomenon started uh, courtesy all our friends in the asset management business who went uh, hammer and tong on sips i think if you remember uh, close to about 1 and 1/2 billion dollars equivalent of rupee was getting accumulated month on month in our yes. sip book that's yeah. and that's a huge amount that's okay when that started happening the equity market started feeling very comfortable saying that pehle ye hota tha ki retailer aaye to institution bhagta hai matlab people tend to you know you forget the cycle of top to bottom <clears throat> peaks to lows but that cushion started building up right so i would say that mutual fund sahi hai uh, the campaign which was done Uh, and all the asset management company players putting more focus on creating annuity kind of products and large distributors like state bank of india uh, ng and so on and so forth they created huge uh, you know ecosystem across this one product has actually helped uh, a lot after 23rd of march uh, uh, when uh, first time in the history of humanity we saw uh, everybody getting stuck with pandemic what started happening uh, spending avenues had reduced and saving avenues had increased 
if you see uh, september 2020 and october 2020 though initially there was a data that was uh, published which say that across india there are 2 million jobs that have been uh, cut but if you see the uh, egon zenger uh, data which was uh, released the total outflow of uh, salary throughput in the banking system remained at a 9% increment wow so though the job data went down but the incremental money was at 9% but the spending avenues were not there and that is the time when all these fintech players and the discounted broking houses came into a rampant speed they gave ease of opening an account ease of execution and they also attached something called uh, no brokerage so at no cost that pulled a lot of new millennials so give you an example we were thinking we are one of the great players when we are opening close to about 100000 uh, dmat accounts and uh, broking accounts in a month but when we saw the data coming from uh, uh, your your uh, discounted broking houses they are opening 2 million accounts a month uh, so the scale is different in this segment in the banking segment the senior citizen and the super senior citizen are not shifting their uh, money into any of the riskier asset classes but the new millennials and the baby boomers so called they have started looking at a different asset class with a limited risk uh, risk appetite so we have seen a, a, a little bit that is why if you see uh, you you are a fund manager of and you know the data very well if you compare uh, you know 2019-20 balance sheets on the cd ratios of the bank and the current cd ratios of the bank you will find a lot of difference in that sure uh, and that sure. clearly established that there is a process which is underway which is uh, you know monetizing the casa uh, 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 into any in some financial assets right i'm only afraid to and the almighty that this continues because what happens uh, these are the first timers who have come in most of them they are the first timers who are coming if the market due to some reason turns a little bit towards the negative side the major reaction about these people i have no clue sure but net net in the current scenario the dependency on institutional investment to a retail investment i think we are well balanced and when poised in the current scenario that's it that's it uh just last one or two more things from my side uh you know obviously hdfc bank is the most successful bank i don't think there is any debate on that right uh, by all parameters in the last 20 to 25 years since the inception right uh if you could share you know at least a few success mantras process we all know is one of it for sure if you could share a couple of more success mantras sir i can only uh, uh, take the liberty of uh, uh, so i was very fortunate to work with uh, am i audible now yeah yeah, yeah. 
So it has been a great blessing to me and a great opportunity to work with the uh, uh, greatest icon, uh, who was my ex CEO of the bank. So there are only a uh, uh, couple of things which are reiterated uh, time and again. Uh, stick to basics, and basics are the most important fundamental rule of anything. That is the foundation. As strong you make your basics, your building pillar will be more strong. No organization runs at the board. All organizations runs at the ground. If you, from the top supervisory architecture to the first level supervisory architecture, if you don't have your ears, eyes, mouth on the ground, uh, you will not be able to succeed. Okay. Elasticity for failure. Elasticity for failure. Very interesting. You should you should have the elasticity of failure. But on a supervisory architecture, you should have a two-door approach. If you are giving the elasticity failure, but when you know that the failure is going to impact you, the second door of inter comes in. You pull it back. No problem. And last important point, which we have all been taught with DNA, is if you don't understand, don't do it. Right. If you don't understand, don't do it. Yes, yes it's simple. If you don't understand, if you don't understand, you want. Uh... I'm saying there are such simple things, you know, but uh, to to consistently do it. If you don't understand, don't do it. It sounds so, uh, you know, uh, simple. Right. So, Sampath, just just one last thing. I, I can't resist. Uh, if you can share one or two success stories that really make you proud. Actually, uh, can oh, I just step uh, in here? Can I just step in here? Sampath, I think you will have tons of success stories. You won't have difficult. You just mentioned uh, elasticity of failure, right? Couple of failures you learned from. Sorry, Sachin, I think I, no, fair, I, I, fair I, I, I think the audience will be very interested in knowing that. We all know how successful your organization is. But people think that this is a natural progression. No success for success. failure I think that will be of great use to the audience. No, no, there are multiple occasions. So, so, uh, so when in 2010 I took over the international. Can you hear I'm audible now? Yeah. So, in 2010, when I took over the international business uh, for the bank, uh, as as usual, uh, I said I put up a brilliant presentation to the entire senior management and said that. Though we are present in six locations, we are not present, and this is where the uh, actual profit lies. I'm not there in Singapore, I'm not there in London, I'm not there in the US, and so on and so forth. So our big man made me uh, 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 do a small exercise saying that, okay, you do a market survey and come back. So very thrilled. Uh, we did the entire market survey, came back, and we set up another time. So he had some other gentleman sitting with him in the room. He said, uh, what did you get to understand? I said, sir, we can do this, palana, dikana, yesap, very good. So the person sitting in the room was a, a CEO of a, a MNC bank. So the, our big man turned out to him and said, 
how difficult is for you to put up a branch in Varanasi, Mr. X? So that guy gave me illustrative saying that, no, you know, Satta, this is a problem. Then it turned out to me and said, whatever we can do as a strength in India, if you think I can replicate it overseas, you are not doing the right thing. Because whenever you're going to put up a branch, you're not putting up a branch in Singapore, you're putting up a bank in Singapore. Do you know the credit risk? Do you know the thing? Do you know what is the regulator wanting from you and so on and so forth. And after they believe me, since then, we have only six branches. We don't have any more branches. <laughs> no, but this is insightful. He's right. It's not a branch. It's a bank. Yes. So, the local but the M put up a branch in Arnas, uh, a headache. It's, it's a right. Very interesting. So, uh, thank you, Sampat. I'll just go to the audience questions. I'm just asking Sankalpo. He's been running some polls through and through. Sankalpo, any interesting uh, interesting insights? Can't hear you. I missed, I missed we've, got a, we've got a couple of them. So, this is question. And as an investor in non-urban centers, what are the challenges? Was the question I asked. About 85% knowledge or awareness of products is a... Or in general, knowledge or awareness is one of the biggest challenges. Followed by a, you know, fourteen percent people saying quality advice or product. So that is something you know which I am taking back from this. A couple of other polls that uh, you know we ran. So uh, I just get the results. Okay. So how likely am I shift uh, to shift my maturing FD to MFs? Okay. Uh, about uh, you know like about forty percent said moderately likely. Okay, around 25% said uh, very likely. That is how you know the, the, the people on the call today feel. Another interesting uh, thing was asked uh, while we were discussing the fintech part or the technology part. I asked fintech has changed what? You know, and the options were availability of product, ease of execution, better services, or others, just general. So most people feel that the execution has become you know uh, easier with fintech than anything else. So there are just few insights and uh, another interesting thing was the question technology has greater leverage in bharat compared to india most people feel yes you know the technology the leverage of technology has more use in bharat compared to the urban demographics so yeah these are the polls wonderful so but before i just uh, talk to you some audience questions and pruning there have been some which have come to me directly through twitter uh, on email, there are some which are here. I'm going to just take three of them. But before that, uh, my fund manager, Kashyap Zavari, who works with uh, Sachin, uh, has asked me to convey to you that Payzap is one of the most wonderful things he's encountered. He always keeps talking about you. And I keep ribbing him that, you know, I don't know whether he's looking for me or whether he's looking for HDFC Bank. So Payzap is his favorite. He always keeps coming back and telling me about how HDFC Bank gives an offer. So, you know, I think it's going to be a fanboy moment when I'm making meet you one of these days. <laughs> uh, so three things which have come through. Uh, one is in the chat box here. Sneha Sharma is asking, how does HDFC Bank manage to contain NPAs while giving loans to farmers in the background of Government of India's mandate and regulations regarding farm loans? I know this is not exactly uh, you know what we've been discussing and you could choose to not answer this. But I thought since uh, Sneha has asked this question twice, I should just uh, put it across. No, I would not answer this because uh, you know, I was 
are going to come out and we are chat period so that won't uh... wonderful wonderful no problem so sorry snail really can't take that uh two questions Three, which have come three. sorry everywhere especially when you're talking about bharat do you use multilingual channels to communicate with customers or is it just english everywhere i thought that was a very interesting question so current languages one is english and hindi and uh, by uh, another 6 months time we'll be moving to devan apps sorry i missed the last part sampad said seven languages uske baad no no, no. Uh, we will be migrating to 11, 11 languages, languages. Oh. in the next 8 11 languages wonderful wonderful uh this is a very interesting question again gorav sharma asked this question uh how do you service uh, non tech background people you know you talk about digital and he specifically asked about senior citizens you know uh, not every senior citizen is tech savvy so text non tech savvy as a segment and senior citizen as a sub segment how does uh, an institution like yours as a proxy for everybody who runs uh, this immensely impressive digital uh, uh, initiatives how do you take care of this thing so uh, <laughs> good question that is firstly if it is a senior citizen uh, we technically as i told you in the beginning i do a complete risk appetite assessment of the customer i would not on my own go and tell the customer that sir break your fixed deposit and move towards any riskier asset classes for any sale of investment products in my bank to a senior citizen there is a ratification required from the supervisor uh but yes we keep them informed and as i told you guys that uh, 95 to 96% of my transactions are digital uh the residuals are pertaining to this 4 or 5% which uh, people ah, still want yeah. to do the uh, methodology of uh, old theories wonderful so i think these are the three questions in the interest of time we've already touched 75 minutes of conversation uh so you know uh, thank you so thank you to everybody for your questions for your patience i think we've had a very interesting session uh, thank you so much uh, sampath uh, i for one uh, really really enjoyed and i think i speak for everybody here uh this discussion i think can go on for another 3 hours and we can have a lot of interesting insights so i don't know about uh, sachin but i'm going to catch up with you over a beer and uh, have a discussion with you <laughs> thank you thank you very much vikas for thank you for being uh, and uh, i this initiative you talking we actually a wonderful uh, you guys doing Uh, for all the other people uh, who are the audience uh, simple request stay safe uh, please have uh, the uh, vaccination done uh, because you getting vaccinated helps the other people we don't know whether the third wave will uh, exist come or go but let's not take any uh, second chances uh, stay safe uh, serve the public 
increase more financial literacy in the system. Thank you very much. Even to that. Thank you so much, sir. Thank, Thank you. you sir. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Bye.